1: I want to talk to you today. You're probably wondering, what's this door over here with blood on it? And what's this door over here with anger and shame and guilt and bitterness and sickness and fear and hatred and condemnation and guilt and judgment? What's what's these all about over here? Well, we read a scripture this morning that the scarlet robe protected Rahab and her entire family. From what? From the judgment that was going to fall on the nation, on the city of Jericho. And just so you understand, it literally said in the scripture reading this morning that her house was literally built on the city walls. This wasn't a normal, like our Canadian cities over here today, or the the wall that they're trying to build down in the south. It's not a little wall over there with metal detectors and all that other stuff. It is a literal wall that was so thick that they could actually do chariot races on top of the city walls. And it was huge out there, the thickness. And so when we hear these here terminologies today that the walls of Jericho fell down, could you imagine when they pull a building down what it was like, much less the whole city to be pulled down? And there was one section on the wall that did not come down. Come on now. And that was where Rahab and all of her family were in because they were behind where the blood was. And they had the scarlet thread, which is a type of the blood of Jesus, that Rahab was given one instruction. Hey, listen, when we come into the city, it's all over. Judgment is going to fall, and them walls are coming down. But listen, you tell your mama, you tell your daddy, you tell your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your aunts, you tell all those kids, all those siblings, if they want to be protected, then come behind the wall. Come behind. Come on, into my family. Come into my house, into Rahab's house, who, by the way, worked for the escort services of the day. And God took her from the hall of shame and brought him into his hall of fame. Hebrews chapter 11. That's the miraculous power, but it says, when the blood is there, when that blood is there, you're going to be protected, and all that are in that household are going to be protected. I'm sharing this because I've been sharing a series on spiritual weapons and spiritual warfare, and we are coming into a time frame of history that is unparalleled like no other time of history. And if you don't know the weapons that you have and are not activating the weapons and using those weapons, then you're going to be prey to a lot of things that are going to be coming on. A lot of believers have no idea what is around the corner. A lot of believers have no idea of the challenges that the book of Revelation actually speaks of in the believers and Thessalonians speaks about and Matthew spoke about lawlessness abounding. That means without law, without rule. And how many know we're living in a society today that is characterized by lawlessness? And it's not just here, but it's in the nation. So I'm not going to speak all on end times over there, but I can tell you something. The children of Israel were always here when the judgments fell. If you want to rewrite the Bible, be very careful you do that, that he don't write your name out. Okay? But listen carefully what I'm saying right now. The judgments fell. The children were here, but they were preserved every time the judgments fell. Because there was a barrier of the blood of Jesus that was around them, and they were in a place called Goshen, and the Bible said the darkness was so thick in the land that you could actually feel it. Okay, and yet in Goshen there was light. It said all of their cattle died, but in Goshen not one died. There was flies over all over there, so thick that they were in the bedrooms. They were everywhere you went. Flies. You think one little one's annoying? Can you imagine your whole house covered? And yet where Goshen was, there was a severance by the blood that it could not overstep that boundaries. Now, this is where I teach people to put your faith in, is in the blood of the Son of God. Amen? Because if your faith is in anything else, it's in the wrong place. And so I want to talk with you about blood. Why is it that the Son of God on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and said, this is my body which is broken for you. Then at the same manner, he took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant, the New Testament in my blood. So we recognize that Jesus Christ himself actually said that we are entering into a blood covenant with God. Blood is very important that if you don't understand this in the natural as well as in the supernatural. Blood, what does blood do? Blood carries the gases, the nutrients, and actually the waste products throughout your body. Blood is what fights infections, heals wounds, carries nutrients through our bodies, and performs many other vital functions with inside of our bodies. If you go to a doctor, they're gonna check you out. The first thing they do is get a blood test, and then that blood test, they can usually pinpoint some areas of where there's problems with inside the body just from a simple blood test. There's no substitute for blood. It cannot be made. It cannot be manufactured. The only source providing blood to patients who need it is for the caring individuals that give it. I'm one of the ones that I believe in giving blood. Yeah, I know some people have a hard time with that, but I believe in giving blood. But I pray that my blood will get into a sinner's hand and into a sinner's body. And then when that blood gets in there, it's just going to touch them and just change them. And that the presence of God's going to hit them. That's what I do when I give blood. Now, I don't say that out loud to everybody so that the whole place can hear me because they send me to the eighth floor, okay? But the reality is I do pray that. And I believe in glory. We're going to see some. Amen? But just about everyone knows that we can't live without blood, and that the blood in our bodies is pumped through the heart through a network of arteries and veins. Every one of them is connected but yet it blows through. When your heart's blocked, how many know the blood's not getting through those arteries in those veins? And of course, there's problems. And that the blood in our bodies is pumped by the heart through a network of arteries and veins. Blood is essential for good health because the body depends on a steady supply of fuel and oxygen to reach its billions, if not trillions of cells, okay? When you stretch all the cells out, okay, and you take them and stretch every one of them out, and there's billions of them inside your body. Science has told us today, this is not from the sacred, from the secular, that your cells, all tranced out, your DNA can take you to the moon and back 1,500 times. That's how far. So don't ever think you're just an accident. Don't ever think that you're just, uh, uh, th- that you do not want it. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, amen? Even the heart couldn't survive without blood flowing through the vessels that bring nourishment to the muscular walls. The blood also carries carbon dioxide and other waste materials to the lungs, to the kidneys, and to and through the digestive system. Carbon dioxide and other waste materials, all is released. From there, they are removed from the body. Without blood, we couldn't keep warm, or also we couldn't cool off. We couldn't fight infections, and we couldn't get rid of our own waste products. So, blood to God is not something that He takes lightly, amen? But let me just give you a few things before I start this here message about the blood that I have learned. I have learned, number one, that the blood is the new covenant. Which is shed for many for the remission, are the remittance, are the blocking out and the breaking of all the power of sin. I have recognized that now in Christ Jesus, I was once far off, being made near now by the blood of Christ. I have recognized that in Christ today, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, but we're one new man. And by the way, that was the mystery to the old covenant. In the new covenant today, the mystery that he was speaking about, he's going to make one new man out of the two people groups. Come on now. And how many know we're neither Jew nor Gentile, but we're one new man in Christ? I know that goes over very well. Does God have a plan for the Jews? Yes. We're not going to develop that this morning. But the reality is, if you want to enter the kingdom, you got to be born again. The Bible says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul of mankind. So we recognize, why is it that Jesus shed his blood? What, what was the purpose of this? Well, number one, we recognize, number one, the blood pays for our sins. And we recognize that all of us, no matter who we are, are all fallen, and all of us have missed the mark of God. If you think you're better than me, and, and I think I'm better than you, I'm deceived, because the blood of Jesus tells me that we're all under the death penalty of sin and death. And there's two laws that are in operation in the earth. Number one, listen very carefully, is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Number two is the law of sin and death. Number one is if you're in the law of the spirit of life in Christ, then your father is Jesus, your father is God the Father and his son Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Spirit, working in and through your life. If you're under the law of sin and death, then you're of another father called the devil. That's as clear as it can be in John chapter 8, verse number 40. So there's two families in the earth. You're either in one or you're in the other. There's no gray. There's no in-between. There's no limbo. There's no dimbo or any other dimbo, okay? You're either in one or you're out. Either you're born again, and if you're born again, let me tell you something. You know you're born again. You know you're alive, and you know you're gonna see people different, you're gonna behave different, you're gonna act different, you're gonna look at people different, you're gonna something's gonna happen on the inside of you that the weight of the past, the weight of the sin, the weight of the pressures, the weight of the demands of sin and death is broken off your life, and God's gonna release you into the new spirit, into the new life that He has for you to give you not just life, but to give you more abundant life, to give you victory life, to get you overcoming life, to get get you into a triumphant life. This isn't just words uh, that the preacher's preaching. It's all words that are taken from the scripture, which is deep planted in my heart. And God, listen, didn't just make you by an accident. Man, this law of the spirit of life, when I got born again, I remember the, 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 I remember the vice over my mind that broke that night. I'll never forget that moment, that experience, but then that experience transformed into a reality, into an everyday life. I saw people different. I saw things that God had made differently. Come on. I saw God differently than I had prior to that experience, and I'm thankful for that experience, but now I have the Bible to back up what happened in that experience. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. What does he say? Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Listen, sir ma'am, if you're still haunted and taunted by the behaviors before Christ, by the sin before Christ, by the things that happened inside your life before Christ, and you're always in your past trying to rehearse it, trying to nurse it, trying to fix it, trying to repair it, trying to restore your past, trying to get it back. I've lost that loving feeling, but you're trying to get that loving feeling back from your past. I want you to know something. God doesn't tell you to go to the past for that reason. God says, when I came, when you came to me, though your sins were stained to scarlet, he said, I'm going to make them white as the snow. That's the old man that was buried in baptism, and now you're a new man with a new hope, with a new heart, with a new commandment, with the new love, with the new forgiveness, with the new anointing. You have a new treasure, you have a new deposit, and everything's been made new. So why are you going back to the old? Those habits died when the old went under, and now you're the new man that God wants to rise up with the spirit of faith by the blood. I said all that. Jesus' blood paid the price for my debt of sin. That not only hell was paid for, not only separation was paid for, but now I could become a very part of the family of God. Jesus' blood bought me. It says we've been purchased with the, uh, the, the Bible says, feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. So we don't even understand the terminology that the apostle Paul writes. Because literally you and I, because of our sin, and listen, we categorize sin today. But the truth is, sin does one thing. It separates from God. Forgiveness unites us to God. Amen? And so this is, this is the point that is so important. We were all on the slave market of sin. We were all slaves to sin. Drunkenness was just normal behavior. Murmuring was just normal behavior. Discontentment just normal behavior. Come on. Anger is just normal behavior. Hatred was just normal behavior. Unforgiveness was just normal behavior to the person under sin and death. But to the person alive unto God, that's abnormal behavior. Because we're under a new operation today with a new owner. Come on now. And we've been bought with the price. Therefore now it says glorify God in your body and spirit which belongs to the Lord. We'll talk about the mentality of a slave that many people still exemplify today. But the truth is, we've been bought, and we're already translated. Already translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the. It's already a done deal. So, if you're already translated, that means He picked you up and placed you over here. Then, what are you still thinking about over there? Two doors. Let's get started on this because if I don't, I'm going to miss it. The blood justifies us before a holy God. The Bible says much more. Okay, he's contrasting the old covenant and the new. Much more than being now justified, and made righteous by his blood. Romans 5, 9. We shall be saved from wrath through him. I want to tell you what I've learned 41 years ago is that all the wrath, listen very carefully that I was subject to, was put upon Christ at the cross. And if we understand this here, that the wrath, that we all deserve the wrath of God. I don't agree with the movie that said there's no wrath, there's no, none of this, no punishment, there's none of this here. I believe in Christ, that's who we are, but I believe many aren't in Christ. And then they go try to interpret, I'm not gonna develop that this morning. But the aspect is, the Bible says, the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. See, we got into this here, and we're made righteous by the blood. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand it, you'll try to always live to try to get God's approval, but the blood approved you already through what the cross did. Now, here's the thing. The blood redeems us. It paid the price for us. The blood brought us Gentiles into a relationship with God that we didn't have before, The blood brought the Jew and Gentile, regardless of race, regardless of nationality, into our right relationship with God. And I will say this to the people watching by live stream and those that are all here. If you look at men today and you have issues with them according to their nationality, according to their race, according to their age, according to the color of their skin... Then you need to go to the cross of Jesus Christ and get born again because you're living this Christianity with a head faith and not a heart faith today. And that's a strong statement to make. But the reality is, if you still see people according to the flesh and not according to what God sees, you need to be born again. And when you're born again, man, you're going to appreciate every soul. You're going to appreciate every person on the planet today, regardless of how old or how young. Come on, church. Regardless of the color of their skin, the nationality the upbringing the culture that they came from it makes no difference because in christ we are one man and one new man in christ i'll leave all that for another sermon over there glory to god the blood brought us peace with god the bible says having been made having made peace through the blood of his cross it says by him to be reconciled all things to himself how many can say amen the blood purges our conscience now from dead works. In other words, we're trying to get God's acceptance, trying to get God's favor, trying to get God this, trying to get God that. The Bible says this here, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Come on. And then here's another one. We, you know, I, I, I believe that God used to hang out. This is the way I was taught in a little box. I used to believe that. God's in there. Wow, how can you put God in a box? But I honestly believe that. But here's what I learned then. It says, having therefore boldness. Come on, church. According to the scripture, brethren, boldness to enter in to the holiest. Every Jew knew that in the book of Hebrews, by the blood of Jesus, I actually can go into the very throne of God today. As a matter of fact, I've learned in the Bible, I'm already seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I got a habitation. I got a home with God. And I don't have to go through a man. I don't have to go through a minister. I don't have to go through a, a group of fasting and prayer. I believe in fasting. I believe in prayer and they have significance. So the positions me to hear clearly the voice of God from the fleshly lust that are trying to speak. But the reality is I have access now to the very throne of God to come daily to God, to come and talk to God, to come and commune with God and allow him to speak to me through his word and to encourage the fellowship one with another. It's my favorite part of the whole day is take taking time with God uninterrupted, just away from everything. The blood forges an everlasting covenant between God and man. The blood sanctifies us. The blood cleanses us from sin. The blood washes away our sin. The blood causes us to overcome the wickedness of this here world. The Bible says whatever is born of God overcometh the world. Listen carefully. When the blood of Jesus washes your sin away, it breaks the power of sin from operating in your life. Now it gets me to the place where I want to start my message. In a few weeks... We're going to be talking about Easter, and you're going to hear three things, themes that's going to be running, and you're going to see the Passover. Come on. We call Easter the Passover celebration. Isn't it amazing that the Son of God went to the cross, as we know, on Passover, and the Christian church today celebrates what they call Easter, and the Jews celebrate what they call Passover, and it's usually all on the same time. I'll say it again. It's usually all on the same time. But here's what's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing that many people don't know. The Passover is considered a Jewish holiday where Easter is considered a Christian holiday. Is there a connection between the two? Well, let's just study this out a little bit and maybe we can learn a little bit something here. Passover celebrates God's deliverance to the children of Israel from bondage in Egypt where they were slaves to the Egyptians. Matter of fact, in in Exodus chapter 12, the Bible says in verse 11, these are your instructions for eating this meal. That's the Passover meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, carry your walking stick in your hand, eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. What does it literally mean? Passover. It says, on that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt and I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I don't have time to develop this whole thing, but every one of the judgments that came on the Egyptian nation was all a sign of an idolatrous thing that they had. Okay, an idolatrous thing. Uh, the Nile was idolatrous, it was worshiped. I can get into ISIS today from way back then and show you even where that all came from and the root issues of the whole thing. But he says, it says over there, For I am the Lord, verse 13, but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and this plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. That is the day to remember. Now, listen... Each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate it a special festival of the Lord. This is a law for all time. So here's what he said. He said, if you're back here, here's the blood, here's your house, and you're in there, and your family's in there. He said, when the judgment comes and the death angel comes, you're gonna be preserved, you're gonna be protected by the blood. But if you don't go in the house, you just go do your thing, are you in this here house over here with all these other things that are going on inside your life, there's no promise, there's no protection, there's no safety, there's no justice. You're gonna be over here, and you're gonna be out here on your own. So let me just ask you, which door do you wanna go through? Now let me just, I, I, I'm gonna try to be as sensitive as I can as I share in these next few moments over here. Before the Pharaoh let the people go, He said, go put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost of their houses. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and you shall take it out of the sheep. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill that lamb in the evening. He also says, and they shall take the blood, strike it on the two side posts, and also on the top of the post. So he gave a specific instruction to them. And he said over here, at midnight that evening, death passed through the land, and every house that did not have the blood on the doorpost suffered the death of the firstborn, and the death angel. Passover literally means to pass over, death passed over the doorpost covered with the blood. So in other words, it came into the land, and all the firstborn in the land that didn't have the blood, they all died. Did you hear what I just said? They all died. But anybody that followed the simple instruction and applied the blood. Now, how many, know, how many know this blood? Apparently, when the death angel saw it, it said, I ain't going any further. Let me just tell you something right now. The death angel can knock on your, and I'm not speaking of physical death right now. I'm speaking about the death angel can come knocking on your door and he's got to pass over you. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus that's over you now. And the Bible says the whole world lieth in the sway of the e- evil one, but the wicked one touches. not why? Because there's a barrier of the blood that you can't see with the natural eye, but the spiritual eye says there's a barrier of the blood around you. And the enemy can taunt. The enemy can try to get you insecure. He can try to lie against your mind. But there's a barrier of the blood around you. And as long as you're in the house, as long as you're in the safety net with God, which, by the way, you are the very temple of God today, And there's blood over that temple today. And there's security over that temple today. And there's faith over that temple today. And there's holiness in that temple today. And there's purity in that temple today. And there's protection in that temple today. And there's a safety net in that protection today. There's provision in that temple today. There's peace inside that temple today. There's power inside that temple today. All your needs are met inside that temple today. So if you're in the temple, why do you wanna get over here? So here's the Passover. I can remember this here as clear as I'm here today. Over 30 years ago, and the angel of death came to my house. I'll never forget that time inside of my life, the pain, and the hurt, and the anxiety, the things that were going on in my mind, that was going on in my life. And I'll never forget the time I thought the kids were making some commotion, and it wasn't. And I went out in the hall, and I felt it. I didn't see it, but I felt it. It was there, and it came against my mind on an, uh, an onslaught like to this day I have never experienced. And it was like bullets flying against my mind. Machine guns that my life was going to end. My kids are going to wake up and see dad dead. And all these here things were hitting against my mind and it came so fast and it came so overwhelming. It was like a blanket that was put over me. And all I can remember was this here. The blood speaks. The blood speaks. And I began to plead the blood and speak the blood and command the blood. And something rose up from the inside of me and I used the blood and commanded it the blood and it's scattered and shattered, and it's never been back to this day. Now, since that day to this day, not secondhand, I've experienced it, but now I've seen it from the word what it says about it. I am so strong in believing this here, and I've been in accidents, and there's people in the city you could go to when they found the car and they were coming down the ramp at Central. And I was plowed at a car hitting me, a big Bu- Buick, over 100 kilometers an hour, smashed into the back end and hit the car and went into the ditch and tore every window out. And by the way, I was supposed to pick up my kids, but I got delayed. And my kids would have been in the back seat at that time. And the back of my, my, my car, my Reliant K car, was over the top. Every window, every bit of glass was shattered from the whole thing. And it knocked me down over 100 yards into the ditch in the EC row express over there. And glass, everywhere, everything. And the people came out to see if I was still breathing. And I climbed out of the window. Can you say amen? And here I am. So tell me that blood doesn't work. Tell me that blood doesn't protect. Tell me that blood doesn't preserve. I got news for you. It does. But you got to believe in the blood. Now, here's the key. Here's the key. we gotta, we got to roll, okay? Okay? Number one is the night before Jesus was crucified, okay, he ate what we call, everybody say, the Last Supper. Okay? And, and literally, the Jews today, they call it the Sedar, S-E-D-A-R. And it's called the Passover meal. So Jesus now is there with his disciples. And you can go to restaurants over Windsor and to our Jewish area communities. And and where they'll rent whole rooms out there. And they'll have an incredible meal. We've seen it over in Israel. We've seen it over here. And been invited to many of these over the years. Okay. But during this meal, Jesus instructed them to eat the bread and to drink the wine in remembrance of him. The bread symbolizes broken body. The blood symbolized the covenant. But at the same time, there's a week long of festivities. There's another Jewish holiday called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This is a seven-day festival where has the Jews to eat unleavened bread called matzah bread. There's no leaven inside of it. And and listen, okay, unleavened bread had no yeast in it, but on the night the Jews left Egypt, they were in such a hurry that there was no time to let the bread dough rise, so they ate unleavened bread. Everybody say unleavened bread. And then the thing after that is three days after the Passover is what they call the Feast of the First Fruits. And they're all together. So you have the Passover, got the unleavened bread. Come on, how many know that's purging everything out? Come on. But then there's also the First Fruits. And listen carefully to many that may not understand this here. People said, well, Jesus, you know, he didn't die, you know, for three days. Jonah said he was in the belly of the whale for three days. Any Jew today can tell you that a day to them, any part of that day counted as a day. I'll say it again, any part of that day. So if he went on Friday and died at three, and our thing, it's 24 hours. But to a Jewish mind, it's not that. Come on. And so Friday, all day Saturday... Early Sunday morning. Three days, as he was in the belly of the earth, so shall Come on, church. And so every Jew understood that. After three days, he's going to rise. So Friday was day one. Deep, eh? Come on. Saturday was day two. And then Sunday morning, early, guess what? He rose from the dead. Now, I say all that. I say all that because, listen, listen. Until you understand this here, the first fruits was there three days after. After the... Well, what's that all about? Why, why was it right there afterwards? Because Jesus is the first fruits. What does that mean to you and I today? Well, j- just in case... Oh, God, I'm going so far ahead of myself, I can hardly stand it, okay? Just in case you don't understand what first fruits is, in 1 Corinthians 5, it says this here, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us, therefore let us keep the feast. So when Pilate... And when Caiaphas, the high priest, checked out Jesus, and, and they saw him, and they said, there is no fault, I find no sin in him. They actually were prophetically speaking in to the perfection of the Son of God because the Passover lamb could have no natural blemishes, no, no parts of it could be there, no deformed parts or anything of the nature. So they were literally fulfilling prophetically that Jesus, that John saw as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that he saw prophetically, come on, all of a sudden he's here. And that happened, by the way, at his baptism. But all of a sudden they're looking and they're saying, I find no fault in him. That was not just in there by coincidence or chance, but it was the this, this was the actual final inspection of the priest over the Passover Lamb. Are you there? So Jesus now... So what happens over there, okay? The feast of the Passover is fulfilled by the death of Jesus. Instead of a lamb being slain, Jesus himself was killed. The passionate lamb that was to be slain by the high priest was led into the temple and put on a place of display. Remember, they came in and said, Hosanna, Hosanna. They laid palm branches down. We call it Palm Sunday. And they laid the palm branches down because here's the Messiah. Here's the king. But they didn't realize that the king, 12 hours later, was going to die for their sin. And so here's what happened out there. Not only did he go on, the Passover lamb had to be without spot, had to be without blemish, according to 1 Peter. And on the day of Passover at 9 a.m., the high priest took the lamb, ascended to the place of the altar, could tie the lamb in a place on the altar at that same time of the day. Jesus was hung on the cross. Amazingly, significantly, every high priest, every priest in Israel knew 9 a.m., but also knew at 3. Amazingly, at 3 o'clock, the high priest cut the throat of the lamb with a knife, and then the high priest would literally say these words, it is finished. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the Messiah took the weight of the sins of the entire planet. Upon himself, he took all the guilt, all the hatred, all the fear, all the insecurity, all the anxiety, all the shame, all the bondages, all the addictions, all the self-hatred, all the self-destruction. He took it all upon himself at three o'clock and he uttered these words, it is finished. The God of Israel's redemption to his people was foreshadowing the messianic redemption of the death the burial. Listen very carefully. In the resurrection of Christ, through salvation we pass over from sin, the law of sin and death into eternal life. We're not just going to get a hold of eternal life. We have eternal life because we have the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. Your life should emanate his life because there was a great exchange 2,000 years ago that was put to your account. Your righteousness is now his. Your peace is now his. Your provision is now his. Every need that you might have, he Already made that need before you were ever here. All right, through salvation, we pass over. Here's the key listen carefully. He was resurrected from the dead. The Feast of First Fruits is prophetic of the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus said that He would rise three days after He was slain, which was the day that we called the celebration Feast of First Fruits. Jesus is called the First Fruits. Of all those that rise from the dead. Now listen to this, 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that Christ at his coming. And why am I saying all that? Because if he fulfilled the Passover lamb, and every time we take communion, we're a member that, man, we're free men now. We're free women right now. Man, his broken body paid for my sicknesses. His broken body paid for my diseases. And many people just never rise up in that. They never rise up. They just think, well, you know, that was just something we do for, for five, two, three minutes in the service, and it's just the time. No. But his blood also washed away all your sin. But not only did it wash away your sin, it broke sin's power from operating inside your life. Now, where the area that came in was, they still had free men they were made, but they still thought like slaves. And that's why you're here at church, so that we can renew your mind. I love it when people accuse me and say they brainwash at that church. I said, yes, thank you for the compliment. Yes, we bring the law of sin and death. Yes, we do. We brainwash people. What does that mean? You're stinking thinking of fear. You're stinking thinking of poverty. You're stinking thinking of lack. You're stinking thinking of shortage. You're stinking thinking of self-hatred. You're stinking thinking of selfish ambition. We wash it with the blood of Jesus Christ. Every service here. Yes, and we're not ashamed. Pastor Howie. In 1739, Count Zinworth wrote his great Jesus, The Blood and Righteousness. That same year's Charles Wesley Penn. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availeth for me nothing but the blood of Jesus came later in 1876, and it came with an attached scripture from Hebrews 9, 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Most of our hymnals omit Lowry's original final two stanzas, but here is the full hymn with all stanzas. Let me just state something right now. Not only did they block out the two, but the church world today has blocked out the most important thing and most important event in all history today, and they blocked out the blood. They want to take songs with the blood out. They want to take songs with aggression out. They want to take songs of revolution out. They want to take songs of authority out and make it nice Christianity today. But I want to tell you something. Christianity is blood. Christianity is sweat. And Christianity is tears. But the tears will turn in to the greatest days of rejoicing inside your life when they're at the altar of God. Go ahead, Pastor Howie. Woo.
0: Glory! But what the blood of goats and bulls could not do is that it was weak through the flesh. God sent forth his son made of a woman in the likeness of sinful flesh and condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after After the the flesh flesh, but but after the spirit. The power
1: was and still is in the the blood of who? Jesus. What? can wash away
0: away my sin. Nothing but but the blood of Jesus. Come on. What can make me whole again?
1: Nothing but the blood of Jesus. To the fragmented souls in this here house today, and you're saying, my mind will never be the same. My mind after what I went through will never be the same. The blood of Jesus will restore your fragmented soul. I'm sensing that right now. That didn't even come out in the first. But that blood is a master at taking those fragmented areas on, and making them whole. Not with the past, but with the future that God has for side of your life.
0: There Go is ahead. a fountain Go filled ahead. with blood. Come on. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins, where sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilt and stains. Yes. How much?
1: All, all their, their guilt and how stains. How much? All their guilt. What does that translate out today? All
0: their sins.
1: So they don't have to be guilty.
0: All their sins. So we can
1: actually say God sees us and he says, not guilty.
0: Not guilty. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. But forgiven.
1: Completely. Completely. Hallelujah.
0: Not partially. Partial obedience or partial deliverance is not deliverance at all. Whole
1: deliverance. Whole deliverance. Whole obedience. whole obedience. So when we say, God says, seek me with all your heart yeah. and you'll find literally means connect with me. Oh,
0: precious mm. is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Pastor Rick, I just got to let it open. No.
1: Yeah, I want you to This is second service. We're not under restraints.
0: There is only one God who can take black sins and wash them white as snow. Nothing but
1: the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea. Nothing but the blood of Jesus.
0: Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done. Nothing
1: but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is, this is 1800. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So it talks about the power to take away your sin, the power to provide pr- pardon, release from liability, the penalty of an offense, remission declared. It speaks about the power to atone, to become reconciled by making amends for an offense or crime, but it also speaks about the power to be made righteous.
0: First John 1:17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but, but grace and truth came, came by Jesus Christ. And now by this I'll overcome nothing but the blood of Jesus. And now by this I'll reach my home nothing but the blood of Jesus
1: they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb
0: and by the word of their testimony not words but word
1: and they love not their lives unto the death, unto death. Oh. for the accuser of the brethren is cast down
0: mm, mm, mm. Wow. wow!
1: glory glory I sing Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All my praise for this I bring. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It talks about the power to produce praise, worship, joy, gladness from all the heaviness, from all the sorrows, from all the disappointments in life. It says, glory, glory, this I sing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My final comments are, which door are you doing life with? Which door are you doing life with? If you're in this here door, let's all stand to our feet if you are. If you're in this here door, and guys, you're in the wrong house. You're in the, you're in the wrong But Pastor Howie, what about that door? Uh, I'm under the blood. You're, yeah, you can join me. I think I'm going to join you, you right join here. here. I'm under the blood. Put them all in that house. Put them all in the babies, the mamas, the daddies, the children, the grandchildren. Put them all in this house. Because this is what's over here. And every time I wake up in the morning, I plead the blood and and I plead it over my marriage. I plead it over my children, my grandchildren. I plead it over my home and vehicles. I plead it over the grounds, the entry places into the home. Anywhere there's an entry place is what it's speaking about where the doorpost of the blood is. Amen. So here's what we're going to do in these last moments you got a communion element there and that communion element has the body has the host inside there and it's also got a cup with the blood and I want you to take that today and I want you to take some time if you're single try to find somebody else call somebody on the phone and ask them to break bread with you today if you're married bring your kids in and break it up and serve the kids and just say listen man we learned today we learned today that we have a covenant with God we learned today that God wants us to have both feet in we learned today that that God wants us to be protected in the home and, 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 and listen all the shame, all the guilt, all the bitterness all the fear, all that other stuff that's part of what Jesus died and shed his blood for and we want to go into the house where there's the blood over the house as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. But, but God says, when I see the blood, he sees the blood over Rick. He sees the blood over Patrick. He sees the blood over Mary. He sees the blood over every one of us today. And listen, when he sees the blood, that death angel is going to pass over. And, and, and when your time comes, listen very carefully, when your time comes and you've ran the gamut, you've fulfilled the course and the purpose of why you're here, then praise God, it's time to go on to the other side because not only, listen, when you got born again, you got eternity living on. You got his divine nature deposited on the inside. of you. We're here to teach you now to learn of the ways and get off all the stinking thinking off our lives of lack, all the stinking thinkings of hatred and self-hatred and selfish ambition and come into that covenant with God because that's the place of safety and refuge. So I want you to take communion later today I want to encourage you tonight at 6 o'clock to be back for prayer today. I want you to begin to pray and put the blood over your home, over your vehicles, over your family, over your loved ones, over your friends. And as you apply that blood, you watch and see the miraculous things that God is going to do. Amen? Your service is officially dismissed. May you have the most blessed. May you have the most highly favored day.